ASAP. Any score, any place. We'll pull up on your boat, anger. Don't bang. Bro, who's making this? No, who did it? Let's go. Come on. I'm so tired from watching. 90 yard touchdown. 90 yard touchdown. That's what I do. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two sports writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and I also write for the LA Football Network, and we've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly during the season, and now this is our third season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, well, I guess I should probably start by saying we've been saying, you know, third season as the Locked On Chargers host, and we just finally hit our third season, but that's neither here nor there. But it's crazy to think back that one of our first shows that we ever did for Chargers Domination Live was when Joey Bosa was holding out, and they were trying to get him signed to his rookie contract, and just to see where we are now, and the things we're, you know, talking about Joey Bosa's second contract in the NFL. So thank you to everyone for coming in and checking us out and everyone who has checked us out over the last few seasons. We have a fun show for you guys today as we start ramping our way back up to five shows a week and really being your team every day. And today we're going to start with the news that Joey Bosa got to talk with the media for the first time since signing his historic extension with the Chargers and figure out how all that went down and a couple more comments he has just about the Chargers season in general. And then in the second segment, we're getting into some fan voicemails. We have some questions about Hunter Henry as well as maybe some Chargers opting out before wrapping the show up today with the five best rookie seasons ever for Chargers players. There is an article done by BoltBeat.com with the five greatest rookie seasons of all time for the Chargers. So that's how we're going to wrap the show up today. But let's go ahead and get into it. On Monday, the Los Angeles Chargers star defender Joey Bosa got to talk with the media for the first time since signing his historic extension. This is Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogmeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. Joey Bosa finally got to talk with the media on Monday after signing his five-year, $135 million extension with $102 million guaranteed, the highest amount of guaranteed money to any defender of all time in NFL history. And we got some insight onto how the deal went down, specifically how quick the deal got done. He talked about how surprised he was that they were able to get the deal done so quickly. And David, he had to actually go into the Chargers hotel where they were doing the testing, knowing he got the deal done and not trying to let that slip. Yeah, I think one of the funniest things he said was that when he walked in to get virus testing, he had a smirk underneath his mask knowing that he had already signed this historic deal with the Chargers and nobody had any idea besides him and the Chargers organization until they would announce it a little bit later. He also said he wanted to thank the Spanos family for believing in him. It validates all the hard work that I put in over the years. I want to thank Tom Telesco as well. It's good to hear those comments from Joey Bosa. When he was a rookie, everybody knows about his holdout, and he said that he did that because he knows his worth. And that would give a lot of people some pause on whether or not there was going to be any issues with a contract extension or contract talks, and it seemed like that definitely was not the case. He said on that, 
I certainly didn't want to go anywhere else. I'm super happy here. And Daniel, he is not going to be going anywhere else for at least the next six years. Yeah, and it was also funny because he talked about the fact that even though he did sign the biggest deal ever for a defender, that it probably wouldn't last very long because he has a younger brother up in San Francisco who might even surpass that deal in a couple of seasons. So that was pretty funny, and he talked a little bit more about his extension, but he also opened up to the media about just the Chargers and their defense in general going into a crazy unprecedented season with the coronavirus changing so much of the way that they do things around there, David. And he had some high praise for this unit, and it doesn't seem like he's worried very much. Definitely not. He actually had some very high praise for the defense when he said that he wants the games to be on the defense's shoulders. He really believes in this unit. He thinks that they're going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. And he also believes that he's part of one of the best pass rushing duos in the NFL with himself and Melvin Ingram. And he said, if they are not one of the best pass rushing duos, they are definitely up there. He was also questioned on this offseason if he was worried about missing any offseason programs. And he said, I'm not too worried about missing time because I spent the last seven months training. That's definitely not hard for me to believe, Daniel. He has said on multiple occasions that he eats, sleeps, and breathes football. Just look at the guy. He's a monster. It hasn't changed. I think Joey Bosa, now that the contract stuff is all taken care of, is in for one of the best years of his career. Absolutely. You can tell he's a football guy. You know that he's really all about it. And I'm sure that gave the Chargers some solace when they gave him the most money anyone's ever given a defender. But he also talked about the fact that this year the Chargers will have a healthy Derwin James back. And he also said to knock on wood as well, just to be safe. But this defense should be one of the best in the league. On paper, they already are, but they have to go out there and execute. And I also liked what he had to say about the coronavirus and how it will affect the Chargers season, saying that he thinks that the most responsible team is the one that is going to win. So far with the Chargers, we have not heard of any positive tests of COVID-19, so no one has had to be sent home yet or anything like that. The players seem happy with how everything is set up at the Chargers facility, and right now it seems like they are one of the teams that are doing things the right way, and Joey Bosa thinks that if they can just continue to do that, they should have a great season. But we do have two more segments to get into because we have to get into some fan voicemails about NFL players opting out and much more before wrapping up the show with the five best Chargers rookie seasons of all time coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys something that everyone has had to do at some point in their life is try to get a part for your car and not knowing where to get it probably. And I can change that for you with rockauto.com. I know I needed a side mirror for my car, could not find it anywhere, went to multiple different chain storefronts and could not find the part I needed. And then finally, when I did find a place that had it, it was two stores, both had vastly different prices on it. And I had no idea what it should actually cost. So that is something you don't have to worry about with rockauto.com because everyday drivers get the same price as mechanics and they have everything that you could ever need. From brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, guys, well, it's time to get into some fan voicemails. I want to thank everyone who called in to be on today's show. And if you don't know already, the number to get on the show is 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail on the show. And you can also text the line as well, and we get those as well. 
We have a text that we're going to do on the next voicemail segment. But today, we have three voicemails, and the first one is from Ryan in Huntington Beach. Let's hear what he has for us this week. Hello, this is Ryan calling from Huntington Beach, California. Uh, I see that Joey Bosa finally got his payday. Awesome. Well-deserved. What about Keenan Allen? Uh, Keenan Allen, I feel like, is just deserving. Wonder your guys' thoughts. Thank you so much. So, David, this is something that we've kind of covered, and I want to take it in maybe just a little bit of a different direction because we've talked about how good Keenan Allen is, the numbers that he's been able to put up that only a few different receivers in the NFL have been able to do over his last three seasons, which are really which is really the best stretch of his career since he's been able to stay healthy. But I want to talk about just the likelihood of the Chargers getting a deal done. So with everything the way it stands with the Bosa deal in the books, I just want to know how likely do you think it is that the Chargers get Keenan Allen extended? I honestly think it's very likely. I think Joey Bosa, the Joey Bosa contract was definitely paramount of of paramount importance to the Chargers. I think that was the most important deal, the the deal they were stressing about the most, the deal that they really honestly wanted to get done, and they did get that done. I think after they got some assurances about the salary cap, where you know they know they're still going to be in a healthy place, they said, "Okay, well now I can go out and sign some of my guys." That started with Joey Bosa. I think that is going to continue with Keenan Allen. I think they are definitely going to re-sign him to a deal. Keenan Allen deserves it. The Chargers need to honor their mantra of taking care of their homegrown guys. Keenan Allen has shown his health. That was the only question before. There is no questions now. It's time to pay Keenan Allen what he has earned. And I think that makes other players want to get drafted to your team too. If you just know the fact that if you put it, you know, if you put on for your team and you produce for your team, you're going to get paid by the organization. And obviously if you pay Keenan Allen, and I also think it'll be likely that the deal gets done, if not during this offseason, next offseason, when the Chargers will still have an ample amount of cap space, they're in one of the best setup positions in the league in that regards. But I think that the next question becomes, what do you do with Mike Williams? And I think for Mike Williams, he has two more seasons to really show the Chargers that he deserves that second contract because no one's arguing that Keenan Allen deserves a big contract and deserves to be paid up there with the best guys in the league. But does Mike Williams at this point? That's a much tougher question. They'll have two more years to figure it out. But we have one of our favorite callers coming up next, which is Zach from Florida. Let's hear what Zach from Florida has for us this week. Hey, guys. Zach from Florida again. Back with another question. So there was a recent... NFL.com article that was discussed on the Locked On NFL podcast a couple weeks ago that ranked the tight ends. So Hunter Henry did come in top 10 at number 8. Some executives ranked him as high as 5. Some executives ranked him as low as 13. But they, the two hosts were talking about that he is one of the most complete tight ends when healthy, but injuries have been a concern. Now, he's only 25, and they are saying that he could possibly play until he's 35. So he's only on this one-year deal for now. I want to know, if you were Tom Telesco, would you sign him to a new contract, or would you let him walk as a free agent and I'm guessing this all depends on how he does this season but I want to get your thoughts and bolt up 
I think this is a list that we did on maybe a Google News segment. Maybe we had it on one of the shows, but I saw this list done by ESPN. It was a bunch of executives, players, coaches, all ranking the top 10 players at each position. And and this was talked about on the Locked On NFL podcast, which is an awesome podcast hosted by Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock. They cover everything around the NFL. That is definitely a show that's worth checking out. But what I thought was interesting about this is that some people had him as high as the fifth best tight end in the league, and some people had him as low as the 13th. But what Zach wants to know here is, do the Chargers just sign him, or does it matter what he does this season? So, David, when you look at the question that way, obviously the Chargers cannot sign Hunter Henry now until next year because they didn't get it done before July 15th. But how important do you think it is for Hunter Henry to go have a good healthy season for him to get paid by the Chargers next offseason? Well, first and foremost, there's not a lot of elite premier tight ends around the league. There really is only a handful that are out there. Hunter Henry is really right on the precipice of being one of those elite tight ends. The only thing that has been in his way is the health factor. We know that when he's on the football field and he's involved in the offense, that he is a difference maker on this team. And if the Charger, if he goes out there and has a phenomenal season and more importantly has a healthy season, not only should the Chargers sign him, if they let him get away, there's no guarantee that they're going to be able to find a tight end anywhere close to the caliber of Hunter Henry. So this is all on Hunter Henry right now. Hunter Henry has every opportunity to go out there and earn as much money as he possibly can, but he has to stay on the football field and he has to produce. I don't think that that's an issue. I think if he is on the field, Daniel, he is going to put numbers up. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. I think he's proven that in his short career so far. And I've already said on the show that for me, he's done enough. I would pay him right now just to not let him get to free agency where he could get an overbloated contract because you get in a bidding war with another team. And the Chargers will still have a chance to extend Hunter Henry or to re-sign Hunter Henry before other teams will. And we'll see who they have signed at that point. But like you said, David, and I've said many times before, I mean, you just don't find that production and just look no farther than the Chargers backup tight ends and how hard it's been for them to find somebody to produce after Hunter Henry. The last guy to do it was Antonio Gates who was in his late 30s when he was doing it. So that position is hard to find really good talent. He put up top 10 numbers in the league last year in only 12 games. And I really do think that he's had more Keenan Allen injury luck than Jason Verrett, where it's just something every season. I do think, especially for the tight end position, it's not like Tyler Eifert, where it's back problems for some of these other guys that have had problems staying on the field. I think with Hunter Henry, there's a good chance he can play until his mid-30s. And I think he'll still be able to do to be productive because his game is not based off of his athleticism. It's having great hands, running really good routes, and being able to block. And all of those things will age extremely well if Hunter Henry can stay on the field. But we do have one more voicemail caller. This is a first-time caller, Andres from Denver. Let's hear what he has for us. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's first-time caller, Andres. I just had a two-part question about players up and out. So the first part is, do you guys think they're – there's uh there'll be a point where enough players opt out where the NFL is gonna have to reconsider playing the season, and then also if the season does play out, whoever ends up winning the Super Bowl, do you think there's gonna be an asterisk next to that Super Bowl considering all the players that have opted out already? Thank you guys and both up. All right, so I think this is a very good question, and we've seen some players opt out of the NFL season already. There's been some more noteworthy 
players, but mostly it's Patriots players. Uh, but besides that, I mean, the Chargers so far have been really good in this regard. It wouldn't surprise me to see someone opt out. It's kind of impossible to predict that. But David, now we know when the date is. So we'll actually know exactly when the Chargers will know who is going to opt out. Yes, they will, because the deadline for NFL players to opt out is this Thursday, this coming Thursday. So they don't have very much more time. And yeah, it might seem like there's been a lot of NFL players that have opted out. But when you actually look at the numbers, you'd probably be a little bit surprised that it's really not that many per CPS opt. Uh, opt-out tracker, only 44 of the 2,560 NFL players that are in camp with NFL teams have opted out. That's only 1.72% of players. So that's definitely not going to be a big enough number for the NFL to have really any concern over losing enough players to lose the season. And for the second part of your question, whoever wins the Super Bowl this year, will there be an asterisk next to that title? I personally do not think so. I I think that during this season with all the challenges that they are going to be faced with, the team that perseveres through that the most, I think, shows the most amount of strength and would really have earned this championship more than anybody else. Now, Daniel, I know you have a pretty good counterpoint to this, which, you know, I can't really ignore. Yeah, I think as of right now, I would say that, first of all, going back to the first thing, I think it's way more possible that the NFL has to shut down just you know because of some sort of spread or outbreak once the season actually gets started as opposed to players opting out but getting to the second part of it I think if every team can stay relatively healthy and there's no obvious games where you know a playoff game gets decided by Patrick Mahomes having the coronavirus and having to be out for two weeks so the Chiefs end up losing in the playoffs or something along those lines or of that magnitude to totally change something that would have been different had it not been in a pandemic season. I think that's where an asterisk would come in. But as I also told Dave before the show, you know, I'm a Chargers and Padres fans. You can give me 60 game seasons. You can give me a 16 game season in the NFL with everything going crazy. Give me the championship. Put an asterisk next to it. Put whatever you want next to it. I do not care. Give me the Super Bowl over anything else. And I'm totally cool with it. And like David said as well, it's going to be tough. The Chargers are going to face obstacles at some point this season if the NFL gets played all the way through. And whatever team can get on the other side of that, this actual war of attrition, I think they definitely deserve a special nod for this championship this season. But Better believe one- if the Chargers win the, the Super Bowl this year, I will celebrate no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, I think most Charger fans would agree with you there. It doesn't matter how you get it. You just have to get it. And history will remember them as winners over everything else. But we do have one more segment to get into because we're going to be looking at the five best rookie seasons all time for Chargers coming up right after this. So we were looking for things to talk about on today's show. And one of the things that popped up I thought was pretty interesting was Jason Reed from BoltBeat.com came out with a list of the five best rookies, the five best rookie seasons of all time for the Chargers. And there's going to be a couple of names on here that you recognize and we can kind of look back and be like, oh, I remember that. There's probably going to be some names on here that you've never heard of potentially. So let's get into this list and let's start with a player who's not very well known in Chargers history and it's because of his short tenure, but In fifth place for this list is John Jefferson, his rookie season in 1978, where he came in as a relative unknown for the Chargers, David, and and he absolutely exploded and put himself on the map very quickly. 
The one thing to understand about the numbers from John Jefferson is, you know, they this was still in an era where they were running the football a lot more than they were passing it. So, you know, these numbers are incredibly impressive. And 14 of 16 games in his rookie season, he had 56 catches for over 1,000 yards and a league-leading 13 touchdowns. And the article said that John Jefferson, just for comparison's sake, is kind of like the Mike Williams of the era, the guy that's going to be your you know, your deep threat guy that was going to go out and go get the football. That's what John Jefferson did in his rookie year. And, man, 13 touchdowns, that is crazy impressive, especially in that time frame. Yeah, 13 touchdowns in 14 games. I mean, almost averaged a touchdown Per game, and I actually know a lot about this guy specifically. I wore some goggles. He was actually pretty funny looking, and then just went out there and absolutely dominated everybody. But I was just wondering why I hadn't heard of him when I did discover this a, a while back, a few years ago. And he basically had a contract dispute with the Chargers. Only played a few seasons. The Chargers were forced to trade him, and then his career totally fell off. But two All-Pro teams with the Chargers. In an era that Don Coryell was just coming into with that air raid passing attack, he was one of the first chargers receivers to you know put up those kinds of numbers in that offense so definitely a blast from the past right there and i think also shows you that just because you have a rookie season a good rookie season okay nick bosa doesn't mean that you're gonna have a hall of fame career because after one season it looks like john jefferson was on pace for one but let's get to number four on this list and i think a lot of chargers fans will remember this name it was actually marcus McNeil in 2006 after being taken by the Chargers in the second round came in and started for them at left tackle a premium position and David the Chargers probably haven't had anyone play left tackle as well as him since then yeah Marcus McNeil was amazing I mean he was just as good as a pass protector as he was a run blocker his rookie season was that MVP year from 2006 for LaDainian Tomlinson so not only did he protect Philip Rivers uh, on the way to a 14-2 and two season, he also paved the way for LaDainian Tomlinson to go, to go out there and break all kinds of records with his historic season as well. The only thing that sucks about Marcus McNeil is that he only played about six years in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, he dealt with several neck injuries that would eventually end his career. The Chargers basically said, we really appreciate everything you did for us, but we are really concerned about that neck. And, you know, when the Chargers released him. He uh, uh, subsequently retired right after that. But man, for the six years that he was on the football field, Marcus McNeil was truly an incredible left tackle. Absolutely. Marcus McNeil was a masher. He was a mauler. He would just absolutely stun people in pass protection. And the Chargers didn't know how good they had it. And they haven't been able to find one like him since then. So let's get into number three on the list, which is a name you have all heard of. I feel safe saying, and that is LaDainian Tomlinson in his 2001 rookie season. And David, LaDainian Tomlinson ended up going on to win an MVP later on in his career, but he was dynamic as soon as he stepped in the league. Not only that, but the Chargers gave him the football a lot, and I mean a lot. They gave him, they they ran the ball with LT 339 times, which was Jeez. good for 1,236 yards and 10 touchdowns. LT started his career off by carrying the ball 339 times for 1,236 yards and 10 touchdowns, which would start a nine-year stretch where LT had double-digit rushing touchdowns. But as you know, LT is not just an incredible runner of the football. He was also a great pass catcher, and he proved that in his rookie year when he had 59 catches for 367 yards, 
but without a touchdown. But he had an incredible 1,603 yards from scrimmage that rookie year. I think LT displayed year one that he was going to be incredibly special. I don't think we knew that he was going to be a Hall of Famer back then, but we certainly do now. LT was definitely one of the best Chargers in <clears throat> one of the best Chargers in history. Absolutely, and I think probably one of the most notable Chargers in franchise history as well. One of the more popular players just because not just the numbers he put up, but the way that he did it. And it sucked that his career with the Chargers ended the way it did because those first nine seasons, his first run with the team before he went to the Jets, I mean, was so magical. But getting into number two, another player that you have all heard about was Derwin James, who not only was a pro bore, but was also an all pro, something we almost never see from rookies. And I was so excited when the Chargers ended up drafting Derwin James, but to go into his first season and put up the stat line that he did and be such a well-rounded player already definitely is what puts him on this list. And obviously we're excited for what's to come. I think we've all talked. I think everyone on this show has talked at nauseum how amazing Derwin James is, but in his rookie year, I think this stat right here that was provided in the article really says everything you need to know. James recorded three and a half sacks and had three interceptions and registered a combined 105 tackles. He joined Brian Cushing and Lofa Tatupu as the only rookies in NFL history to record three sacks, three interceptions, and 100 combined tackles. Derwin James is an absolute monster. Like Joey Bosa said earlier, they sorely missed him last year. We are all hoping for a healthy Derwin James this year because we know how multiple this guy is and how many different things he does to help this Chargers defense. They missed him. They need him to be out there. They need that leader. They need that dog. The Chargers need Derwin James. And it's unquestionably one of the best rookie seasons that we've seen from a Charger. And I think for Derwin James to see that kind of maturity for him to, you know, step up into the way that he did, not even necessarily given the starting job right away in training camp. He went out there and earned that role and earned a leadership role which might have even been harder to do with the Chargers because of the good leaders that they have. But getting into the last guy on this list, the number one the number one best rookie season for the Chargers all time, probably a name that you haven't heard of on this one. This is Don Woods' 1974 season. Woods was a running back for the Chargers, and he was also the only Charger ever to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Joey Bosa, Sean Merriman, and Leslie O'Neill have won it on the other side, but David, this is another one where the numbers might not seem that crazy, but when you put it into context, it was definitely one of the better Chargers rookie seasons of all time. Really, really incredible numbers here. I mean, this is a 14-game season, but he only played in 12 of those games. So in 12 games, he had 229 carries for 1,162 yards and seven rushing touchdowns. He also was a threat in the passing game as well when he had 26 receptions for 349 yards and three touchdowns. Woods became just the second rookie in NFL history to record 1,500 yards from scrimmage and 10 total touchdowns, and again, he did that in only 12 games. Yeah, you don't know a lot about Mr. Don Woods, but he definitely was one of the best rookies in Chargers history. Yeah, and he went on to have a few more good seasons for the team as well. And when you prorate what he did in 12 games to a full season, it would have ended up being 1,928 
yards from scrimmage, which would have been the best all time, somewhere around there at that time. And back then, the running backs weren't do-it-all backs like you see in guys like LT and players like that. I mean, for him to do that in 1974 is extremely impressive. And every once in a while, it's good to take a look back at the history of the team and notice some players like Don Woods, who you would have never you know, heard about on the Locked On Chargers podcast without articles like this. So Don Woods, best ever rookie season, according to BullBeat.com. There might be a couple I would go with. I definitely think that Joey Bosa and Sean Merriman both have, you know, an argument to be on this list. And he does mention that there were honorable mentions on this list. But you could go a lot of different directions with it. I thought it was a pretty good list all in all. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Until next time, guys, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page Locked on Chargers, as well as subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and make sure to follow us or subscribe to us there. To everyone who called into the voicemails today, thank you for calling in, and if you guys want to get your voices on the Locked on Chargers podcast, the number is 323-524-7924. We try to get every Chargers voicemail on the show. That's going to do it for today's show. We'll talk to you guys later. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.